men and then examining trends. Listen to two best friends, you each have the word on the strings. Word on the strings. Girl, welcome to Word on the Straits, the podcast where we unpack straight culture and let our flag flag fly. I'm Sam. And I'm Joe. Oh my gosh, we're back from hiatus. We're here in February 2021, which is the two year anniversary of us starting this show. Ah! Let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. We're it's a celebration tonight. You guys. It doesn't feel like two years, but one of those years was crazy. So, like, wow. Thank you we, for being here with us, and thanks for sticking with us. A while ago, we passed the point where we have done more episodes in quarantine than it not, which it was a hard thing to re- reckon with. But it's crazy. Man. I know. it's It's fully been a long time, um, and we've had it just whatever but i'm it's i'm so glad we're back joe how have you been for the last month how was your january how was your post holiday like decompress well the um or recompress i don't really know yeah i felt like an accordion i was being compressed and recompressed and compressed and recompressed um it was good like the holidays were like kind of chill and then um you know i rang in the new year as i want to do listening to my chromatica mega mix I think Break Free by Ariana Grande played at midnight, so that was fierce. But like shit quickly hit the fan. Um, looking up, I did get vaccinated. Like, what the hell is that? Like, what is that? You know? Well, it makes sense. You carry around COVID constantly, so you do want to be the you do want to have the defensive capabilities. Right. And not like physically as in in my cells i'm carrying the virus i am like maybe possibly carrying shit in a cooler that might have corona in it thank you for clarifying i didn't think of the double entendre i love that but you know it's like that's development like maybe um it was a wild couple weeks in washington so you know i've had a roller coaster of the month how about you well, as someone who was in Washington for one of those weeks and a half, uh, I can confirm it was just it was a weird vibe down there. Uh, but I'm good. Well, before we get off of you and on to me, would love to just call attention to I mean, for the listeners, you are sporting a mustache, which I've never seen you do before, just like oh, wow. by itself. Uh, so I just want to make sure everyone is getting the full visual effect of what I'm seeing. Okay. I guess thanks for pointing it out. I literally have never done this before. I was shaving immediately before the pod and I was like, you know what? Mustache. I've like never done it before, but I was like, oh, let's just see what it looks like just for like giggles. Maybe I'll shave it off, but I wanted to do it for the pod. So it's for you too. I think it looks good. Um, For me, my January was just like full of you know, getting to know myself and realigning myself with what I want out of life and who I am. Uh, but I came back from Florida in very early January and it was, I mean, we were double masked up on the plane, but it was still very strange, but thankfully we were all, we all got through it and we're, none of us got infected. Of course, talking about my ex roommates, major breaking story. The, I, when we moved back to Pittsburgh in March of 2020, it was me, Joe, and my sister and her boyfriend. And then five months later, Joe moved from his house into his parents' house next door. And now my sister and her wonderful boyfriend have moved back to New York to find a new apartment, reset up their life, get on with their self. So now I'm sort of like, I know most people were dealing with this this for the first time in March, but I'm sort of hitting the isolation point of quarantine where I have just sort I'm sort of like bachelor status living by myself. And it's, it's new. It's It's really hard. I was alone for a week. Like, and I, it was so hard. I really didn't understand what people were going through when they were going through it alone, you know? Like, you really don't. 
it sucked. Like I had, if I didn't have Andre the cat in that week, I don't know what I would have done, honestly. And that's sad. Like that's pathetic. Come on, Joe, get it together, girl. And I am lucky that I'm hitting this hurdle 10 months in and sort of the support network has already been built and everything is fine. And I think it's, well, I have had like a, I have set up a zoom call or a call every single day (laughs) since I've been, uh, home alone which has been nice and I'm like sort of thinking about new uh ways that I can get that sort of thing I think in the coming week I'm just gonna tweet out a google meet link and I'm just gonna see if anybody wants to come and hang out with me oh my god that's so sketchy I love that I think it'll be really fun um I don't know but I think it's like a really funny and good idea I think Uh, like if you're free and you like see it on twitter then it's like oh we're hanging out now that's a spontaneous internet moment no shame that you're doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. And um, it's kind of good to do nothing now. Yeah, that's what it, this is all about. Uh, is about you guys. This what, but what this episode is about is our phenomenal guest, who I would love to begin introducing. Uh, bring her in, Sammy. Bring him in. When I went to uh, UCB subculture for Lloyd Knight. And it was just, I, I could not stop cackling laughing at the Lloyd team buckets. And it was in no small part due to this phenomenal comedian who we are so thrilled to have on the pod today. Uh, let's bring her in. Please welcome to the pod. Foo Goto! Oh, hi, thank you so, that's such a kind intro. Thank you so much. Oh, I miss buckets miss them so much from the second you like the first time i saw you guys perform i was like she's gonna be on our podcast thank you sam's wow. always on the lookout for potential pod prospects wow wow he's like the lord michaels of podcasts oh my god he really is though <laughs> a, while ago, a while ago i mean i guess now that it's been quarantine for a year but like two years ago i made the full transition from going to a party thinking about who i would hook up with and going to a party to think about who i would have on the podcast <laughs> I love that. And it can only be one or the other, of course. You, know, you can't be thinking about both. I'm looking at the Facebook invite being like, who's going? Who's been on my podcast before? Who do I want to have there? Uh, I very up? real, very real things I did pre-quarantine. Wow. Oh my God. Honestly, that's so funny. That's very, that's so impressive. You know, you're just so dedicated to the podcast. All of your conquests are just to the side, you know. <laughs> Sex-wise. And it and it definitely worked out that way. (laughs) Oh my god, I love that so much. That's so funny. Well, anyway. So how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Um yeah, same old life. I mean, I heard you guys talking about the quarantine and life and such, and I was also just like, yeah, that's it. It's just I just, for me, I just feel like that, you know, this is not like an original statement, but really the days blend together. It's really like a shitty version of Groundhog's Day, like every day. And are you alone? (laughs) Yeah, do you have roommates or anything? I have roommates. And I actually was um, listening to, I I actually used to live alone and I moved in with other people right before, like the whole quarantine, literally March 1st of of like 2020. And I was like listening to you guys talking and I completely agree. I feel so lucky to be surrounded. Like this is like a good time to be surrounded by other people, at least for me, you know? Um, I I think I would have been, I lived in a very, very small space alone because of course in New York, if you live alone, that's basically your situation. And it was just, that would have been almost impossible to, you know, it would have been really tough, I think mentally to do that alone in such a small space. So- Totally yeah. agree. And I'm, yeah, I'm just happy that I was able to come to a spot with more, uh, face, face, not even just familiar faces, just more faces in general around to see and sort of interact. Cause I'm thinking like, if I were alone, like there would be full, like 48 to 72 hour periods where I may not speak at all. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I know. And then I am definitely the bitch to like talk to myself <laughs> or like sing a lot when I'm alone. Like Sam, if I were you right now, like I would be just practicing my scales and doing my. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for 
I didn't. Big old house all by a lonesome. Well, let's not entice any robbers now. <laughs> Wait, but are you in a big them away? Yeah, are you in a big old house? All is it a big old house? Yeah, well, yes, and it's like it was. I've I've slept here alone before, and like I, my sister and her boyfriend went back to New York in like September or whatever for the month. But like now, I moved down. I moved into the like the bigger bedroom now that they're gone for long and like I spent last night was the first night I spent all alone here for the first time like since September and I was just like freaking out and like no I wasn't like consciously freaking out but like I wasn't able to go to sleep and I know it's because I was like worried because as I mean I'm sure this has been established on the podcast but my number one fear is home invasion and I like do not (laughs) and it freaks me out even just like to think about it so I I do not do well. I I moved into a new location in the house and I was alone and it was just a lot all at once. And I was feeling a little bit sick. So I did take some NyQuil and that knocked me out, thankfully. Nice, nice. Wow, number one. You know what? When you said initially said home invasion is at number one fear, I was just like, haha. But now that I think about it, that would be up there. That is like a pretty realistic, very scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been nervous about it, and I've always it it has always been the thing that keeps me up at night, like thinking about what if someone came into my room, uh, and then it's it's always been there for me in in the night, just oh. keeping me awake. Well, you know, as long as they're masked, it's fine. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet. About- I saw a tweet about the Capitol thing where they were like, these people are so stupid and conservative and anti-mask that they won't even wear a mask when they're like concealing their identity to do something illegal. Yeah, it's like, that is truly how deep the idiocy runs. You won't even cover your own ass with a mask. That's so, I didn't even think about that. That's so true. That's, that's, that's protest 101. You cover your fucking. That's robbery 101. Robbery like 101. Yeah, that is coup 101. Be anonymous, bitch. And then we were talking about how, like, uh, if working at in a store, like your number one fear used to be seeing someone walk in with a mask, and now it's like if someone walks in without a mask, you know they're like, going to do something terrible. It's so true. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, if they were like pointing a gun at you at the cash register, you'd be like, please wear a mask. Like, please, (laughs) before anything else, please wear a mask and then proceed. COVID crisis. We are truly through the looking glass, you guys. 2021 started off weird. Like, this shit is going to be wild. Oh my God. Yeah. I was, I mean, for my celebration of New Year's Eve, my sister and I were sharing a room in my parents' condo, and we got into our twin beds at, like, 10.30 p.m., so that was the way we really rang it in. We just so happened to still be awake around New Year, and so we counted down from 10, but there was not really a major celebration, which was, it's new for me, it's new. I love that, I love that. Hey, no, I, I can, I can probably, I mean, I had probably the lamest New Year's. I mean, you, you know, had family around at least and got a good night's sleep. Mine was like, oh, this is insane. So like, basically like I, I, you know, spent it alone or, you know, at least like in my room or whatever. Um, And, and I had like been in an Insta rabbit hole earlier that day and um and like I was like looking at this post where you guys know the show Friends um and like how like Friends has like a lot of like New Year's Eve episodes and like those New Year's Eve episodes have like countdown you know like they always like countdown during the episode because it's usually like of New Year's Eve and so there was this like there was this post that was like if you start this particular episode at 11.38 p.m., 34 seconds, the Friends characters will count down with you right at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, this is what it's come down to. This is what my New Year's (laughs) is going to be. This is what I'm going to do. And so I did it. (laughs) So funny. No, and then even worse, my internet went down in the middle of the episode. So, So it was. 
didn't even get the friends to count them. I think they were probably like two minutes late. And, you know, obviously, um, I watched this episode for no good reason. So, yeah, they there we go. They owe you. The friends they have to get on a Zoom and countdown for you. They owe me. Yes, that's true. Please, we should DM this episode to the friends. <laughs> They wanted to do a reunion for so long and they've never been able to get it together. But I think if we convince them to do a New Year's Eve episode in February of 2021, that'll be the thing that does it. Or we'll see them New Year's 2022 to do a live reenactment of the same episode. And they are doing it in Times Square at midnight. That's That's genius. That's kind of the zenith of nostalgic culture. That would be the point where people were like, okay, we could finally come up with new ideas now. Yeah, <laughs> another show. Yeah, I'm ready. Joe, what were you doing at midnight? Did you, wait, you already said Ariana. Of course. Chromatica. Speaking it. of Chromatica, uh, <laughs> our dear friend of the pod, Alex Conti, just texted us pictures of, well, she went to Target earlier today and she found for us Chromatica Oreos. Foo, have you seen these? Chromatic Oreos? Yeah. Like Lady Gaga's latest album is called Chromatica and she has now done a partnership with Oreos to release pink Lady Gaga themed Oreos. And we oh. are going to get packages of them very soon. I have not seen these. The They're I mean, hard to find. The icing is green. Um, every gay person across America already has bought 17 packets of them. <laughs> They're probably already sold out. Yeah. <laughs> getting stressed out on Twitter. I was like, there's going to be none left. I I saw someone in New York post an Instagram story where he had found a giant display of them. And I was like, well, where did you get them? And I didn't even, like, obviously I have no way to get them from New York. But I was like, maybe I could get someone to, like, find them for me and go and send them to me. Uh, but thankfully we had someone local to source them. That's amazing. Wait, what color are the biscuits? You said pink? They're pink. With so green pink, green. Mm-hmm. Wait, I have to, wait, can I Google this right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Anna really doesn't care about it, and it's fine. Like, I don't need her to promote this, and she doesn't want to promote it. She just did the one video, and everybody wanted to oh, buy it. So it's like, yeah, it's... exactly. Oh, shit. She didn't even wow. know These things are selling, like, hotcakes. And Joe informed me to, well, I've, for the first several months of this promotion, when asked what flavor it would be joe would not tell us because <laughs> joe is the lady gaga super duper fan and he would you would say things like chromatica or i don't or it would it's gonna taste like rain on me stuff like that but joe has finally revealed today that it was the it's the blonde oreos it's the flavoring yeah it tastes okay. like new colors that makes sense yeah hmm. i prefer the regular oreo flavor i, I feel yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I guess it's harder to die, so that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I just wow, these are pretty shocking. I guess that's the word for them. They're shocking. It does have like a purple or green ketchup effect when you like look at it, and you're like, I don't know if this is what I want, but I, I yeah. But like the well, thankfully, like the green ketchup had the Shrek backing behind it, and everyone got it because everybody loves Shrek. And now, I mean, Lady Gaga is not unlike Shrek, Shrek in our culture. I feel brand. I mean, I agree. People know her. She has so many layers. A lot of memes. Lots of memes. Staying like, power. Yeah. Like just bright eye catching. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Queen of it all. Wow. I mean, I feel like these cookies would be good for Christmas. Like, I don't know. (laughs) They're like kind of red and greenish. I I mean, they're bold pink, but maybe they'll... Wow, that's so funny. I mean, that's wild, though, that they're so... It's being sold so, like, just like... These bitches are catching them up. It's just a... Take one, girl. (laughs) You're not even gonna like them, and like, you know... Yeah, that, what, what are you going to do with five packets of Chromatica Oreos, girl? Save them for 20 years and then sell them? Like, probably, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think They're that probably- is what many people will do. Yeah. yeah. And I will be the bitch buying them 20 years from now. <laughs> that will be me. I'll be like, they're not good anymore. They're probably really bad for you right now. Because I, I love 
when I first heard about it, I thought that the or I thought Oreos were the things that would stay forever, like through nuclear war. But those are Twinkies. Those are Twinkies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Oreos would last at least through like one nuclear winter, at least though. Like they're a yeah. lot of conservatives in there. Like maybe not nuclear war, but at least world war. I'm sure that a packet of Oreos would make it through. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean like I don't even know what the shelf life is, but it's it's probably yeah, it probably would last for a while. Like chocolate doesn't go bad, does it? No. Oh not if you believe. <laughs> Not if you believe. If you eat the chromatic Oreos, you don't got to worry about what's in the coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my god. Oh my god. But wow. I don't think that the people who the chromatic Oreos target market are are the people who are worried about the coronavirus vaccine. I feel like those are pretty different circles of people. Yeah. They'll stay in. Yeah, the gays will dance into the vaccine clinic. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, yeah, will you tell us about your experience with the oh, vaccine yeah. joke? So jealous. So, yeah, so I feel very privileged to have gotten one. I got the Pfizer one because I work for, um, like, kind of the hospital. I work for the coronavirus vaccine trial. so they were like i'm around people who might have covid sometimes so that's why i got it but yeah they were essentially just like go 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 like they just told me to run to this building and they were like you have to go now like they might not have any more like go now and i was like fuck so my god a bunch of other employees of this hospital and we were all waiting outside in the cold for a long time and then they finally let us in and there was another long line and they were just given it to so many people they must have just gotten a big shipment and it looked like like i was one of the last people in my office to get it so it seems like i don't know at least in pittsburgh or whatever like the medical professionals are like pretty vaccinated at this point so mm-hmm. it can't be too far behind that we're gonna start reaching out to other communities like older people first and then some other people who are high risk so it's coming. It's just slow. And like, you know, those 10 Republicans who were like, but what if we cut the aid in ha- in a third and didn't give anybody any money? And like, that's what they're trying to tell Joe Biden right now. And it's like, you guys, we don't have time. Okay. We don't have time. And I know that the COVID vaccine comes with some serious negatives. You were reporting earlier this week that your arm kind of hurt. My arm fucking hurt for like a day. Uh, wow. 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 They should redo like the clinical trial. What? That was like pretty much it. Like maybe I felt like chilly. Like I got some chills. But like, girl, that was it. It was fine. And I'm not brain controlled or nothing. <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> When's your second dose? You know, it's in a couple weeks. Oh. Three weeks after the first one. So. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, know, I feel very lucky. Amazing. I we've not done the podcast since I heard about this uh, happening in the world, but I I was informed that at like Rite Aid and CVS where they administer the vaccine at the end of some days they have extra vaccines that are like expiring the next day, so they have to give them away like that. And so if you go late at night to these Rite Aids, it's like Dunkin' Donuts, and you can get them for free just in mass uh-huh. quantities. It's a big mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Which oh, that's not, no, it's real. real. Because like, yeah, how it works is like, there's like five or six doses in a vial. And if you open a vial or if you take it out of the fridge, you have to use it that day or whatever. Right. So if you only get, if you only have like five old people scheduled, but then you have one left at the end of the day, or like one of the old people doesn't show up or something, then you just grab the warmest body close to you and you vaccinate them. It's crazy. Oh, shit. I know. Which does not feel like it should be how it is, but it is how it is. That that is what is going on. Oh, none of this should be how it is. It's crazy. It's all so crazy. That's so we should all just kind of like troll the like like like, whatever whenever they close. Then that's like such a hot tip. Yeah, my sister is like calling every fucking pharmacy within twenty blocks of her all the time, being like, "Girl, you got any?" God. I know. Oh my god, that's so funny. I mean, it's the wild west out here, y'all. I mean, if they like let any of those doses go to hell, I mean, no, go to waste. You are going to hell for sure. Like, I mean, like, no, no. Crazy. 
it's please great. yeah wow okay thanks for a tip i'm gonna just start trolling these places yeah, yeah. Troll in. Or go down there ask if they have any chromatical oreos ask right. if they have the covid vaccine <laughs> or with your local pharmacist that's the easiest way i think you know what i will definitely you know, i've flirted for less certainly for a vaccine <laughs> you know Hello. Hello. Just like, hey, <laughs> so I flirt both hands. Hey. It, yeah. it adds your rate. People have better chances of seeing you, more explosive. With masks, it's hard to flirt, you know. It That's is. a really good point. <laughs> From both ends, because you, like, a lot of the work is done down here in your in your mouth. And then, but you also are flirting with people who have masks on, and I you do don't even know what half of them, half their faces look like, which is horrible. Oh I do a lot of work in my mouth. Like, <laughs> the thing is, like... You have a very expressive mouth. But I, what I've noticed is that everybody looks good from here up. Like, yeah. this is the best part of anyone's face, is their eyes. Like, it's the most dynamic, <laughs> like, the most attractive. So if you're butt ugly down here, oh my God. nobody notices, you know? So, like, it's kind of an equalizer. Like... You don't really notice mm. someone's fucked up teeth that they have a mask, you know? Oh my god! <laughs> I that I I completely agree. Like you just look at people and you're like they're cute, and then sometimes you're looking at them for long enough that you're also around them when they take their mask off, or like sip a bottle of water, or do anything, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> wow! All right, so it's you like know. if you wear a mask. Show the best part of your face, which are yeah. your eyes, like Joe said. And then maybe you can just wear like all spandex or something, right. you know, as you walk in the Huge lashes. Huge lashes. <laughs> Look at me. Look at my eyes. Oh my God. Or That's it. But you know what? Yeah. You bring you bring up a good point about the flirting. It's it's dif it's difficult. It is difficult. Healthcare in America, it's mostly just flirting your way into it. it it's mostly, you know, mostly just flirting. It's about connections way. and getting ahead. And if flirting is one of the things you use for that, then the more power to you. For sure, you know? Survival. I mean, to have to, you know. Well, how do we feel about moving into the word on the straights today? <laughs> oh, I love it. Perfect. Um, okay, so this is so we're tackling uh, topics of the modern times. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm very excited to see where this conversation goes. Uh, Fu, today we wanted to talk to you about the stock, the stock market. market. Ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. None of us claim to be experts here. We are, oh, no. you know, just as experienced as anyone coming into the stock market, any millennial entering the stock market. <laughs> I lived with a financial advisor for the past 10 months and learned almost nothing. So I, <laughs> I, I, I do feel comfortable offering people advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like food, like what was your uh, hot take like did you hear about the game well first let's start at the very yeah. beginning let's like what is your general impression of the stock market like what are your thoughts on the stock market in general before <laughs> before we even began thinking about yeah. it today what did you what was your what would what, if someone was like explain the stock market what's that yeah what would you say oh god wait explain it or what my thoughts are about it just give us a general impression <laughs> My general impression, I mean, oh, I guess for me, I don't know. I guess if it's just like, I guess I would kind of talk about this from like, you know, like views on investing and such, I guess. And um, I'm probably just a very risk averse person. But for me, I'm kind of just like, if I have money to throw away, sure, I'll put it in a stock market, you know, but like otherwise, exactly. um, you know, I, you know. I mean, some investing, yes, but uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily to the point of like, you know, a day trader or whatever or, you know, any sort of trading where I'm just like, I believe in these companies. I've done my research on these companies and I'm going to put like a shit ton of money on these my shit ton of personal money on these companies. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Um, I think you're playing with. Yeah, I, I my impression is you're playing with fire a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess like you could potentially say that for like mutual funds and such, but that I guess I'm kind of like fine you know at least that's like diversified to a certain extent but like yeah like if we're just talking about you know 
like you know like kind of like topically like why we're talking about the stock market today and yeah. like GameStop and all that stuff like talking about like one company a couple of companies and just betting on them yeah to me it's like playing with fire but um but obviously not an expert so that's just my personal opinion for me it seems like so fake and I don't understand <laughs> it at all and it seems just like made up and it's seem just like stupid but like somehow it controls my entire life um and like for my only backing in it is like when I was in like the fourth grade we talked about the stock market in class or like in school one day maybe like sixth fifth grade I don't know but I went home that day and it was around my birthday and I was like for my birthday I want to buy stock in Target and oh so since then this a little bit that's so funny I have owned Target. I've owned Target stock for now, like what, like closing in on twenty years. Um, <laughs> we're just like, hmm? how are we doing now? I mean, it's it's definitely way higher than what it was then. But like, mm-hmm. speaking as someone who owns Target stock, I don't really know what that reflects about what is going <laughs> on in the world. I just know that the parts of the company that I own are worth more now than they were. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Is that true? I mean, I'm, is that what that is to me? Okay. Wow, your parents must have just been like, "Our boy is so good." I mean, if your boy was like, I would like no. stock for my birthday. Wow. I would disown my child. I mean, who <laughs> are you? I don't know what was going through me, and since then, I have not bought or sold or traded any other stock and have never shown an interest in it other than that I know I own some stock in Target. Um, <laughs> and you stay out. Keep on, hold on to it, pass it on through your generations and generations, just keep it in the family. Hopefully eventually it becomes 51% of the of the company and I yeah. take ownership, but not yet. Yeah, everyone else is going to drop out except for you, you know, and you'll be like the only person left. Own 51% of this company. Wow. <laughs> My thing is, especially lately, like during the pandemic and for a while now, I've always thought that it's just like, you know, they say it's like a barometer of how you know, we're all doing how everything's doing, how industry is doing. But in reality, it's like how a bunch of rich people feel the world is doing or feel their money is going to pay off, you know? So it's just like essentially a rich man's game for most people. Like, like, yeah, like mutual funds or mutual funds and shit like that. Like, that's totally different. Like individual people, like diversified portfolio, like steady investments. Yeah, like obviously go off. Everybody's got to fucking eat. But like these people, it's literally like like the thing that they did with GameStop. Like how is this even legal in the first place? Like you know that GameStop is a shitty company. So you're just going to fully take advantage of that fact because like- So not, not will, the, you, not will you explain what- happened with GameStop this past like in the past two weeks like I I heard I heard two weeks ago I heard that the stock in GameStop climbed like so much for some reason and I didn't know anything about it or why it had happened and then this week I feel like was the week where people like were talking about what was going on with it and I did I I read the explainer thing that you sent to me earlier today and I do have a much better understanding of what was going on now but will you explain what happened with the GameStop stock to the best of your abilities to the listeners. Oh my God, sure. But this is just so funny because like literally I am someone who thinks economics is an invalid science and <laughs> like a B minus in economics. Oh God. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm no expert, but how I understood it is like, so GameStop, we all know nobody's buying physical games anymore. Nobody goes, when's the last time you were ever inside a GameStop? It's a failing company. So apparently it's just legal if you're like, um, I think hedge funds, right? To like be like, okay, so we know GameStop is going to be worth less tomorrow than it is today. So we're going to buy GameStop at, let's say, $7. And then like everybody buys it and like not sell it. And that means like, I think then the price would go down. And that's what like hedge fund bitches who bought up all the GameStop wanted. But... So, so my understanding of it is that there's like two different 
or like two different people involved. There's like the guy who's gonna own the stock and the person who owns it currently. And they like, the guy who, the one person borrows a stock and then sells it for $10. Mm-hmm. And then he still will owe eventually back this other person a stock, which does not change. It's like he'll owe a stock regardless of what the price is. And yeah. so he sold it for $10. And the hope is that it'll go down to $7 mm-hmm. so that when he buys the stock back and gives the stock back to the person he borrowed it from, he will make $3. Yeah. yeah. But what happened with GameStop is that like some website, some community on Reddit noticed that hedge funds were doing this with GameStop. And so they, they organized a massive amount of people to buy a bunch of GameStop stock and drive up the price and like bankrupted billion, like a billion dollar, like an over billion dollar hedge fund that they saw doing this and they're planning to do it with more companies. Right. Yeah. And like people were just getting mad about it because they were like, oh, the wrong kind of people are manipulating the stock market, you know? And then they had a huge reaction about it when everything these people did was legal. It's just like icky, you know? And that's why, food. just like you, I'm kind of a risk adverse person. Like I save money, I don't spend a lot and I don't gamble. Like I'm not that, I'm not one to do that. So to yeah. me, it feels like the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just like, and I understand, like, there's a different, there's a fine line between, like, a mutual fund and, like, you know, playing the stocks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I just, I mean, I guess I just feel like, you know, fundamentally, like, the stock market, at least from, like, my perspective, would just be, like, you know, like, oh, like, I mean, this may sound kind of corny, but, like, oh, I believe in a company. Why don't I invest in this company? And I believe in this company, I believe this company's, you know, stock will go up, and you know, I invested in them. Um, my belief yeah. came true and I get money back, you know, and maybe that doesn't work all the time, but like, or make money, not just, not just get money back, but also make money. But like, yeah, I, you know, I just feel like this level of just insane manipulation from both sides, you know, from the hedge fund side, but also like the, the Reddit, the subreddit that like kind of saw this and like decided to just manipulate. It's just like, just such an insane. Yeah. I, I guess. That's it's wild. I mean, that's how, you know, I know that's how these hedge funds make money. And, you know, there are a lot of very smart people working at hedge funds. I mean, I don't doubt that. Right. But I just, I just feel like it kind of, ugh, yeah, I, I agree. It, it just, like it just seems like whole, way. Yeah. It feels like a whole industry Go ahead. Like leeching off of, Go ahead, of like um, exchanges. Oh, am I frozen? No, I can hear both of you. <laughs> so it was very funny because you were talking, you were like, go ahead. Yeah, you could talk. And Joe was talking. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, weird. What about poor GameStop in the middle of this? You know, like, why? It just all feels so unnecessary. So much of this feels so excessive. I agree. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's just hard for me to really contemplate at the like, or like fathom at the mass level that we're talking about where like, I can understand that I own a stock of a company, but there's probably like 50 billion stocks of the company. So I'm, I'm like, at that level, I don't really understand what's going on. And since we're talking in such massive numbers, it's just confusing to me in a way that I like, it's just, and I, and it's about something that is so inherently elitist. It feels like at this point, because the stock market is this huge There's a very money-making funny. industry scheme. I, I, I don't want to call it a scheme, but I feel like to no, me wait, as an outside observer, it feels very much like a scheme. Some of it, there are definitely mm-hmm. themes, and I feel like it's also this thing where it's like nobody can really tell you what's actually going to happen. You know, like I saw an article lately that was like, finally, people are realizing that because people pay stockbrokers so much money to like guess what's going to happen, but they couldn't give you a better guess than like, like a monkey could. Like literally, <laughs> it is future telling. Like it's anyone's best guess, and that was illustrated like anything could happen look a bunch of teenagers on reddit could fuck up the market so it just feels like a simulation that people rely on too much and it's like why don't we focus on problems like it just feels like rich people trying to make more money for themselves most of the time and it's like all of this could be more useful instead we're squabbling over gamestop it's like can if everybody put all of this energy into like you know solving homelessness or fucking anything but you know that's an easy proxy thing to say 
Yeah, I, to, I, and I don't know if these are directly linked, but like to me, people like being upset about the like bankrupt hedge fund is just, it feels very linked to the, like how Amazon and like billionaires made so much money during the quarantine right. and during the pandemic where it's just like, why is that allowed? Like, why is, why is, why is that allowed? Uh, yeah. And then but, it's like, good because the stock market's doing well again. And it's like when people are, the most stolen item in New York City is like baby food right now, you know? Like, it's just like not a true measure of how things are going. Sorry for the yeah. No, I mean, I guess like what I was thinking about is like, you know, because I think that like, um, yeah, like these hedge funds, of course, they kind of like analyze market dynamics whatever whatever right like i'm sure like given how poorly gamestop was doing it completely makes sense to short that stock but like i think that like what's kind of funny about this is like i guess they didn't really take into account like how much people hate hedge funds and like yeah. and like how people could actually mobilize to like really just like you know fuck with the market like truly you know and like that's it's interesting to me that like I feel like um you know with all like the like the intense like analysts and analysis that they that they do you know um for these like investments and companies like that's probably that. something that yeah they didn't at all yeah. at all take into account I that know. you know it's like people hate us like and kind of like the art world they rely on because if like if if the masses stormed Sotheby's or like you know these like galleries or whatever like it's really just the gatekeeping that they rely on. Like it's the mystique of the stock market. They depend on you not understanding it so you can stay out of it. But like when, you know, some Redditor clearly explains it to a bunch of people, like good luck. <laughs> Plus it was on like, a, it was on a Reddit that was like right, already about, about yeah, yeah. stock markets. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm just sort of like, it's people rising up and like trying to do stuff. And I'm like sort of trying to think about it in relation to the stuff that happened with the Capitol. And I'm just sort of like, I mean, there's just so many people out there and like any, like there's so many things that can happen if there's like thousands of people all teamed up together. Right. And I read an article that yeah. was really good about how they, this is all kind of the same thing, how like the internet can sort of, it's kind of, I view it like the eye of Sauron kind of, it's like, they pick something, you know, and like people can sort of, this week it's the stock market or next, sometimes it's like a Hollywood producer that we're canceling or like, you know, like kind of like shift direction on one thing and really shine a light on it and expose it. And it's happening to a lot of things right now. But it feels like, yeah, don't be sad for the hedge fund. That's like crying over the looted target. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> you know? Yeah, also like, yeah. And also, like, I mean, I would need to dig more into this because, um, but like, I mean, you probably shouldn't have been that exposed to like one stock anyway, right? I mean, like, I mean, I think, I feel like this, it is still a bet and they recognize that um, and bets can go wrong. But like, how does your exposure to one company just like put you under, you know? Yeah, um, probably an oversight. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure like the price was so high so quickly and something like that too. But like, it's like, I don't know, regardless, like, what are you going to say to your investors? Like, you can't yeah. just like what one company and a bunch of Redditors like took you under. I mean, like, you're dumb. So that's one other thing too. So it's, it's like, so funny. Uh, it's, it's like, dude, no, that's, that's yeah, why I so. keep all my money under my mattress. And again, I am home yeah, alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wow, wow. So home intruders. All <laughs> so scary. It's so scary. Cause like people do be fucking with all of this. And like, I don't know. I read some, sorry, this is like not to bring it down, but I read some story about like some kid who had got up in this and like his phone said that he got like a minus like $750 million balance. And he took his own life because he thought he <gasps> owed three quarters of a million dollars. When in reality, his app was still like calculating everything and like the day hadn't closed out or whatever, you know, but it's like, it's this, it's, it's like, it's no matter what, these numbers are too big. There's too much money involved. People, if they lose one way or the other, even if they were a kid with no money or if they were a hedge fund person, like 
if that number comes up on your screen, sometimes you might take your own life. And it's, like, not worth it. Like, it's not worth it, you know? You're just watching numbers go by so you can make more money. Like, do not, like, it feels evil, like, gambling like that. Like, people can. So, like, yeah, you can't. It's evil. <laughs> That's tragic. Yeah. And I'm sad to hear about that. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it down, but I feel like it's worth talking yeah, about because yeah. it's part of this. It's money. It's very, very serious. I don't know. Oh, man. That's, that's insane. Wow. You know, it's too much. No one should really worry about that. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Let's move on to a wow. topic. Let's get out of um <laughs> I agree. And I you guys were talking earlier about being risk averse and betting and it just reminds I like another thing similar to my first interest in stock markets where like I did something once and then never again. Um, on my 18th birthday, my parents got me scratch off tickets and I did like six of them or something and I won a hundred dollars and then I've now I've never done a scratch off ticket ever again. I just did one. I got one for Christmas from my office and I think I won like a couple dollars. I never cashed it in. Well, you should go get that. I know. I want to do it. Wow. I was like. Scratch offs. I have to say. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just like, am I playing it right? I never know if I'm playing it right. It is a little confusing, but like, ultimately, all that matters is that... You scratchy scratch. Because you can scratch... I think that like what it is... <laughs> and I don't know if this is how it's always been, but like, what there, what actually happens when you bring it into the place where you're collecting the money is that they just scan it. So like, it, it's already on there, what's like going to happen. It's pretty... I, the ones that I remember doing anyway, like, it doesn't actually matter what you scratch off, but that's the way that you can find out what it is that you got. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Which is, you know, the fun of it. So yeah, I know. we got to scratch it. Scratchy scratch. In my brain, um, like, it really matters. Yeah, it's like scratch. Yeah, it definitely matters. Um, yeah, in my mind, these like um, scratch offs and like lottery tickets and stuff, like I get it, you know. I mean, some people call it idiot tax or whatever, and I, I don't maybe disagree with that. But like, I there is like a dream. There is still something fun about, just a little bit fun about like buying it and being like, what if, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like I, I also I have a, place on that. I also have a much easier time understanding a bunch of people putting money into a pot and then one person winning that pot, and then I do like yes, yes, yes this company is this amount of pieces that all equal this amount of money. <laughs> Vibe. Totally. Yeah, yeah. How do you guys feel about moving into iconic, not iconic? I would love that. Um, Fu, this is our final wow. segment of the show where we mm -hmm. have three topics ready to go. Uh, we'll go through them one by one and we're going to count down from three and then all at the same time, the three of us will say whether we think that thing is iconic or not iconic. And then we'll just discuss. Okay. Sounds good. Great. Love it. Um, first up we have darts. Ooh. Three. Darts three. like in a bar? Darts? Yeah, like darts. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. Iconic. iconic. Nice. Ooh. Why do you feel they're not iconic? Um, I don't know. I guess just personally, I never got that into them, I guess. Um, I can see it through iconically, but for me, it's just like, I never got in that very good at them. I do find them fun, so I guess that's it. It's pretty simplistic. <laughs> They're not that great. Like, it's not the best game in the world, but, like, mm, I feel like it's such, like, a casual, like, fun bar activity that it's just, like, wow. Where else are you going to see that? Like, then an Irish pub. It's such a setting. It's such a moment. Yeah. I mean, like, Foo, I feel like it's not, like, my game, and, like, I wouldn't... It's not really something that I like that much, or, like, I... But, it, I mean, throwing the darts is fun, and I, but I do feel like there's, like, a it just is there's so much imagery there or just like i don't know just like 
you just you know darts mm. people know darts <laughs> yeah there's like smells and senses and like the plastic ones or like the ones where it's like foam one time i was in a bar in yeah. new york and i accidentally walked in front of people playing darts uh I but i <laughs> i didn't i did not get hit puncture a lung I know, I like it. That was dangerous, uh, and not great. <laughs> yeah, but be, I, I made it through, and I'm still alive today. I feel like a lung would be pretty low off the mark, but yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you get zero points. Wait, how are we defining iconic, non iconic? Maybe I should just clarify that. Like, is it like it's truly um, like interpretation? Yeah, just like what you think. Yeah. I usually uh, go with um. Okay. like how I feel culturally or like what I what my sense is of what people if we polled like a thousand people yeah. whether they know it or like not I guess or something like that but it's truly up to anyone's okay. interpretation my uh, dear friend Matt Hi. Gagan gave us the scale of if like if it's an emoji or if you could see it being an emoji and I think that that works really well yeah I love that. I think I might use that. That's great. That's great. Well, then in that case, I would say darts is iconic. Certainly, there's got to be a dart emoji, I would assume. Um, <laughs> of course. I feel, I feel like it's, yeah. a, I mean, it is a parlor game. I feel like it's just like, it's out there. The word is out about darts. People know yeah. darts. They be playing it. Now, I yeah, don't know sure. the deep rules, and I don't know what why there's numbers all around the sides and what they <laughs> all correspond to, but I know I'm aiming for the center. I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> um i will say like after like lloyd shows we would go to bleaker was it called bleaker street bar i can't i think they closed down r.i.p but anyway and would play darts after that um and they were fun they were very fun i um yeah that's interesting about the emoji thing because i feel like yeah for instance like shuffleboard wouldn't be an emoji even though i personally find that a lot more fun than darts um, I, I also find okay. it a lot more fun but i don't think it would be iconic Vibe. no it's not you're right well, it hasn't been long around long enough or in our in our memories or in our yeah. like thoughts long enough it's just not as it's not it's not the culture people aren't really talking shuffleboard but i feel like people are people are all about darts even if they're not even if they're yeah. not even like like me i don't like darts but yeah. it sucks because i feel like darts is more iconic but i would rather play shuffleboard absolutely Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Shuffleboard is very fun. But darts just has like more cultural cachet. I mean, I love the like slider thing on shuffleboard. It just makes me want to retire. Like in like a movie, in like an old, not even old, but like a movie where like an important man is in this office, man or woman, whatever, but I do associate this more than men, where they're like, you know, shooting darts, like mm -hmm. talking, so saying something, and like shooting darts at the same time. It would be really weird if that was shuffleboard. You know, it would just be a completely be so different. Funny, yeah. Oh my god. It'd be a wild scene if they were like, you know, like like some sort of mobster boss and like playing like shuffleboard. It's a different tone. So. It's like Very I always hit my mark, and then he like slides this like weird rolly thing across this long field <laughs> and knocks the piece off. Yeah. 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 What do we got next, Sammy? Next up we have pizza cutters. Ooh. Pizza cutters. Three. Right. Two, Two. One. Not iconic. Not iconic. Wow. You know what? I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer. I do feel like it's sort of I feel like it is on like the precipice yeah I feel like some years it's iconic and then some people some years people are just like what is that thing again like uh I've never I'm not gonna use a knife you know like is this like a year thing I don't even is it like is it like a year to year thing crazy brain I do feel like I have seen them less in the past year because I haven't been going to like out and like going to shops and stuff. So I feel like it's less in my mind in my mind's eye than it has been. I don't know. I feel like people. It's so fun when you see a guy go like rah, 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 with it, but like that's the only thing you use it for. It's one of those things that it has like one use in the kitchen. Yeah. 
for sure. Maybe pies. I don't know, but you're right. One use, one use. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just using Sam's thing. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be an emoji. Um, it's not something you would text about ever, really. Um, like, what, what would you? Why would you ever use a pizza cutter emoji to say what? You're I don't know. So like pizza spaghetti. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and like if you were gonna be like, I'm cutting the pizza, you would use a pizza emoji. One hundred percent. The pizza emoji is already a slice anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the pizza emoji would never need a pizza cutter. It's never been a circle. No. And also, and also, if you were communicating, I'm cutting the pizza with one emoji. That's like not very good communication. <laughs> like you should probably type out that sentence. I'm cutting the pizza now. <laughs> like, or at least use a couple different emojis. Use a couple different ones. Use the knife, the pizza. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe like the like spinning arrows to, so you can, it's like cave, it's cave <laughs> Um The reason this is top of mind to me is because I saw a TikTok earlier today of someone cutting pizza with pizza scissors, which looked even worse than a pizza cutter. Because it, it, they what? had, they, they like picked it up and like, it was a knife, it was knives. I mean, it's like regular scissors, but they oh. used it for, it was like pizza, spe- especially for pizza. And it looked bad and it's like the roller one is effective i don't know why we're moving why these people are like this these are this is the life hack that i needed so beautiful that's so weird is it just because they don't want to damage like the um the surface below it i can't think of any other reason why you would use scissors like that i have no idea yeah that's wild wow I finally what oh, well, were you watch out no like, kitchen scissors that are like bigger i feel like i've seen them before yeah i get kitchen scissors totally but just for pizza absolutely not confusing to me finally we have spare tires oh my god three spare tires okay two, two one. one iconic iconic i like i tire and let me tell you, that spare came in handy. I did not know how to install it. You know AAA came to help me, but damn, did that sh- little spare tire come in handy. Spare tires are a lifesaver. Yeah, I mean, I also have no idea how to change one, um, but like, even though they're, they are literally fifth wheeling, this four person group that, but they are secretly the most important. They're sort of like Rudolph in many ways where like, I wouldn't need it unless it was so snowy and blustery out that I couldn't see my way through to all the boys and girls who needed my presence. Right, until something goes wrong, he's nobody, (laughs) but all of a sudden he's the MVP when shit hits the fan. Exactly. He's a close. The crazy thing is, my mine was like half the size of a regular tire. Did you know that? Yeah, they're not meant to be permanent. They're not just like another tire. Yeah, they're like they look a little weird. It's the spare. Yeah. So how does that work? You just blow it up a little bit more when you put it on in the. I think you know. I think it's the right. It's the right size, but you can't go more than like fifty miles an hour with it. You're not supposed to. It's okay, just, so it's like like this size wise, it's the same, but it's lighter, like ha- less heavy. Like then, 50, what do you mean by smaller? It's like fifty percent less wide. Oh, got it. Okay, the yeah. width is different. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it should look like a little oh. teeny bike wheel on your on your car, but like they're lifesaver. Got it. And like they are hidden most of the time in a cool way that you don't figure out until you need it. Yeah, it's sort of like a clown car feeling. You've got another like guy in there that just like fits in a weird place. <laughs> a gadget that can pop out. Yeah. I mean, I was also thinking about why I said I kind of spare tire because I would not be surprised if there was not an emoji for spare tire. Um yeah. but yeah, I guess it's also like iconic when like the the thing is like so specific and like indispensable or irreplaceable, you know? And I think, yeah. You know, yeah, unlike pizza and like, yeah. You can't replace a spare tire. It is the replacement. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yes, for sure. Wow. Well, I've never had to change one. I mean, I don't really drive. Um, that that actually might be my worst nightmare. You know, Sam's might be home invasion. Mine really might be 
driving, breaking down, and not knowing how to fix it. That would be bad. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's never happened to me, thankfully. Uh, the only time I've ever had to call AAA was one time in college. I picked up my, my roommates and I went to go grocery shopping or something. And I went outside the next day to go to class and I got in my car and my battery was dead because my roommate had left the door open all night and that like the battery never like turned off or something like that. Oh and God. So like I... It was just like the door was just like lightly ajar off with the like the door frame of the car. And so didn't go to class that day, uh, which was fine. Oh, that's Wait, so Triple A came to like jumpstart your car for you or yep. yeah, makes sense. I, yeah. I will say as someone that doesn't drive, so like I mean I have a license, but truly like have not used it at all. Like so I'm always just like being driven around places if I need to go somewhere. I've just been like I guess like I'm always just so impressed. I don't know what you guys think. I don't know if this is just like something that like I'm like overthinking, but like I've just been very impressed by like the car knowledge that people have. I don't know, like these like random morsels of wisdom that people will drop about things that I've never heard about. Oh my god. Um I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. Earlier in quarantine, I we had um, some severe car issues where we, it was making a noise and we didn't really know what was going on with it. And we kind of ignored it for <laughs> a little bit, uh, which is never good. But we eventually took it to a mechanic. And it's so bizarre going to a mechanic because I just have to believe him because I don't know anything about the car. And it's sort of like... I tr- I guess I trust that you're not ripping me off, but I, I truly, truly have no idea about what the pricing should be on any of us. And yeah. so it ended up being that like our exhaust pipe had been corroding over the past several years because this is like some a semi-old car. And so like it was like it, we needed a new exhaust pipe and I'm like okay I have no concept of how much that's gonna cost <laughs> plus I have no idea how much it costs to like do this labor and so I was just they were like it's gonna be this much and me Emily and Fred split it because we were like I mean I'm obviously not gonna negotiate it's like I don't even know if that's a thing yeah. I probably yeah. 10 shares of Target hmm? probably 10 shares of Target that I'll even out mm. <laughs> hopefully 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 but yeah you're right you're at the mechanic's mercy you know you're not gonna take it for second opinion right i mean just like okay sure yeah just you you hand over your keys and you pray that it's just needs an oil change i see i can i can barely even make make it through the like (laughs) joke i'm trying to make because i I, we really tackled a lot of topics today that i have so little mental backing in from the stock market to a car and that's what we're here to do. Actually, that this is perfect because cars were the first topic of the very first episode of World on the Streets. Very sur- full circle moment for us right now. Yeah. Food, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. This is so fun. This was a dream. Um, before we do plugs, etc. Uh, as always, we want to remind everyone to go out there and get registered to vote. Uh, and I, oh my God, I'm doing it out of order. Last time I did the intro out of order and now I'm doing this out of order. Um, get out there and get registered to vote. Uh, very important to be able to make your voice heard. Uh, go out there and get tested. Know your status on all things. And finally, give back to your communities and put your time, energy, money, and effort into causes you believe in. Foo. Thank you for being here. Where can people find you and what are you up to lately? Um, wow. Well, I, I guess people can find me at, at Fugoto on Instagram. Um, you can see my very few posts that I have on there. Um, and oh man, well, I'm really not up to much recently. Um, I do host the telephone show every Saturday. So if you ever want to do it, I co-host with Patrick Keene. Um, if you ever want to do a chain, please do let me know. I will plug that. That's probably it. Yeah. That sounds super sure. fun. Oh, man. 
it's very it's very fun it is fun but wow the world that we're in now i know the you new know norm. Yeah. the new norm yeah well amazing you can follow me at queervo queen on instagram and twitter and you can follow this podcast at word on the str8s on instagram and twitter and sammy where can the people find you I'm at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow my other podcast at Bitter Drewers Pod on Instagram and Twitter, where we are talking about Avatar The Last Airbender every single week. Um, and I, this past month, I was putting out a daily journal entry on Substack as Sam Stanish, but it was not very, it has not been very fulfilling for me in the ways that I wanted it to be. And so I'm going to try to channel those energies into something else, going to figure out what I actually want to do, as opposed to doing this thing that I feel is now becoming a burden on my life. Uh, not even my life, but I just don't feel like doing it. So figuring out something else to uh, try to do. Do. Oh. I love it. Fu, thank you yeah. again so much for I being love that. so lovely to have you. Oh, my Gosh, thanks for having me. Loved it. It was super fun. Thanks again. Anytime. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.